Are you tired of ticket fees? Pay the price for your ticket that is advertised and not a penny more. Go to TickSplits.com. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com. Fantastic prices on all sports and concert tickets. Guaranteed seats, no fees. TickSplits.com. That's T-I-X-B-L-I-T-Z.com. taping now on Tuesday nights and the bears are two and oh, but does it feel like the bears are two and oh, we're going to, we're going to delve into this. And uh, we are once again, joined by Lester celebrating a birthday this week, Lester Wolf uh-huh. from Windy City Gridirons. Uh, happy belated birthday, Lester. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks so much for that. I feel old now. <laughs> oh yeah, come on! I think I'm probably I'm old enough to be your dad, aren't I? Ah, uh, maybe. I'm not sure. We'll see. Finally, <laughs> you're old enough to drink. It's nice. Yeah, nice that you've crossed it. over that so, so, so this is your what anniversary of your 21st birthday? <laughs> no, I'm. I'm uh, I just turned 50, so it's. Uh, okay, well, I'm not old enough to be your dad then. See, if see? you turned 50, I would have been. Well, you know, uh, I would have been 13 when you were born. So. See. <laughs> I play a much younger man on Twitter, so that's a, I, I'm, I, I'm I feel, fooling everyone. I feel so much. I feel so much better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So Lester, we're we're two and zero. We I say I hate when people say that the Bears are two. He's like I have a part of <laughs> the, the the Bears are two and zero, and it's a good thing, right? I mean, I mean, you know, the I, like, would you rather the Bears be two and zero with some question marks or zero and two with some question marks? I mean, I'm I'm always going to take the win. I mean, uh, I don't care if it's ugly. I don't care if it's if it's a nail biter. I don't care what it is. As long as the Bears get that W, I'm good. Absolutely. You know, I'm, uh, as I was talking to to Aaron before we started recording and bringing you on, uh, after uh, after the uh, the both the Cubs and. White Sox lost today by walk-off home runs. I I switched on the uh, uh, NBC Chicago's football after show uh, to re-watch it. And, of course, you've got uh, Alex Brown and, and Lance Briggs uh, and Owen Krutz. Uh, now that uh, they kicked Lawrence Holmes off the off of uh, the network, uh, they have David Kaplan on there. And I, I'm expecting, especially <laughs> Alex Brown, to just be as negative as they were two years ago. Even when, when the, the, the Bears were winning in 18, there, there was always this cast of negativity on the show, uh, especially by Alex Brown. And I didn't hear any of it. I mean, they didn't even rip on, on Trubisky, which I thought was amazing in and of itself. But um, here we are. We're two and zero. We're we're going to uh, we're marching to Atlanta this Sunday to take on the zero and two Atlanta Falcons, who are favored by some un- unbelievable uh, trait down in in Las Vegas. But uh, uh, you know, the Bears got off to a good start, which was which was nice to see. And you know, they they went down and they scored. They were great. Uh, in uh, on third downs, uh, and uh, you know, talk to us, Lester. Give us your thoughts on on the uh, on the Bears' offense to be to begin with. I mean, the offense started off real nice. I mean, they they had a really good rhythm in the first half, and then it kind of got bogged down in the, in the second half. And I mean, that's going to happen. I mean, there was you know we talked about it last time I was on the show. You know, with with no preseason, you know, some of these early games are going to be kind of sketchy. 
And I think we're seeing that with the Bears. I mean, the offense is, is going to be it, – it's, it's a newer version of, of what they want to do. I mean, we're seeing more more runs. We're seeing more stuff from under center. You know, so there are some different, some, some different wrinkles that they're working through. And it's going to take a little while for this offense to truly click and – and again, you, you have the quarterback who's who's playing better so far this year. And, and you know, we're, we're going to see if they can keep that up. And, you know, the, they have the Falcons, they have the Colts, a couple teams don't have very good defense. And they have the Buccaneers. Again, the Bucs are, are a good team, but but on defense, you know, they're not the best. So, you know, Trubisky could get on a roll here and, and really, you know, really uh, uh, solidify his, his job here. And, and if that's the case, you know, who knows where this team can go. Who knows? You're absolutely right. Aaron, you got some thoughts on this? Yeah, I, you know, I'm not really sure what Bears fans expected at this point. You know, I mean, like, I, Domination. I don't know. Yeah, but did they? Because, like, I think that the, the biggest thing that's got Bears fans a little bit confused and in their feelings and lashing out on Twitter and sports radio as they do is the fact that we thought that this defense was going to just, you know, be a, a highlight reel every game. Right. And, you know, and they were just going to dominate and, you know, and there was going to be more max splash plays and we were going to get, you know, Robert Quinn and, and this and that. And, and it, you know, it obviously didn't materialize in the first game. It's, it, it, it did from right off the rip from the second game, but then it kind of, you know, it stalled out a little bit. And I guess, you know, it's just, I don't know what they expect. I mean, I, I we're two and oh, it's not pretty, um, you know, at times we're riding the Mitch Trubisky roller coaster, just like we did last year. And just like we did in 2018, don't forget, everybody, everybody's got this real revisionist history about 2018 that, that Vic Fangio's defenses never gave up a long drive before. What a bunch of baloney that is, because Vic Fangio's defenses gave up long drives plenty. Um, you know, and so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know what people expected. I mean, you know, unfortunately, these games have, uh, you know, been kind of rugged to watch because you don't know what's going to happen. But, uh, you know, you need luck in this game. And and right now we're 2-0. Knock wood, we're healthy, which is more than I can say for most of the league right now. I mean, this Sunday was an absolute bloodbath in terms of injuries. I mean, we saw Saquon go down. We saw all the 49ers lose Solomon Thomas and Joey Bosa um, or Nick. I don't know which one it is. One of the Bosas went down, um, you know, and there were injuries around the league, ACLs popping left and right. And so far, knock wood again, the Bears are healthy and you know everybody wanted them to run the ball while they're running the ball everybody wanted to see two tight end sets well we saw two tight end sets everybody wanted to see more darnell mooney well ted ginn got benched and we saw lots of darnell mooney and darnell mooney's doing things and what else do they want david montgomery looked like a beast he, you know, he got suplexed and came back in the game and then was ripping off 12 and 15, 20 yard runs. And if they hadn't called that corny chop block uh, on a fadey, like, you know, I, I mean, I, I, just, I just don't know what we want. You know what I mean? Like, it, you know, is Mitch, you know, uh, all of a sudden the greatest quarterback ever? No, but whoever thought he was going to be, I don't know. You, you know, you're, you're smoking the good stuff if you thought he was going to turn into a top five quarterback. And so, I don't, I mean, I'm just sitting here going, cool, we're 2-0, you need some luck. And I think there's no reason why they can't beat the Falcons. That's what I think. When you talk about the defense, you know, let's, let's go over a couple of things. You know, we, we have to remember that even though they they didn't dominate in the way that we our our revisionist history minds want us to dominate uh they they only gave up 13 points they only gave up 295 yards they they got a, a an interception they got a fumble they held new york to 3 out of 13 on third downs four sacks 
and they got off the field. You know, they only, the New York Giants only had the ball for 25 and a half minutes based on, to, as compared to almost 35 minutes for, for Chicago uh, offensively. So if that's not, you know, it's, it's not the domination we we're expecting, but that's, that's a pretty damn good defensive effort in the NFL. I don't care who you're playing. The Falcons are giving up 39 points a game. Like, I don't, I don't know what, like the defense yep. gave up 13 points. What do people want? You know, like, unless yep. I just, I don't understand it. Like, I mean, I know it's just Twitter and sports radio, but it's like everywhere you turn, it's never, you know, it's just not enough for people. Like Mitch has to throw for 500 yards and five touchdowns and the defense has to get 20 sacks or it's, you know, it's just, yeah. it's failure. It's not good enough. It doesn't work for us. You know, it's like, I mean, Aaron Donald has less pressures and less sacks and has a lower PFF grade for whatever value you put in that, but it is what it is. than Khalil Mack, you know, and yet he, he's, he's the subject of all these highlight reels and all this. Oh my God, what a dominant player he is. And, and apparently Khalil Mack is, is just bad now, even though, you know, the guy's being, uh, you know, put through like a wrestling gauntlet every single game and headlocked, you know, five times a game, you, you know, apparently he's bad now. Right. Like I just, it's just so bizarre, you know, the, the way that the defense it's like, and, and, and by the way, they also got a pick six, which, uh, you know, in, to my eyes should have been allowed. You know, I don't think that should have been called back. So if if you if Anthony Miller catches a damn ball in the end zone and Eddie Jackson is allowed that pick six, I think we have a totally different feeling right now about this team. Yeah, I, go ahead, Lester. I mean, there was that there was that lull in the Lions game where the defense kind of just you know looked looked kind of bad like in the second and third quarter there. But they, you know, in the fourth quarter the de- the defense was really tough. And then in this last game, I mean, yeah, they, they did a little bend but don't break in, in in the second half. But you know, the Bears had to lead, and that's who they're going for. And they still only give up, like I said, only give up 13 points. You know, I, I, it's been it's it's only two games, you know, but the Bears are one of four teams that are allowing uh, less than 60% completion percentage. You know the the pass rate rating against. You know the Bears are are the uh, the, the the top dog in in, in, that, in that stat right now. So you know you mentioned they have, they have two picks. This should be three, six sacks. You know this defense is has got stars on every level. You know they're playing really good. You know there are there some problems of course. You know uh, uh, Danny Trevathan looks a little slow right now. Um, he's actually getting pulled off the field for Deion Bush. The Bears are gonna are going with their sub package that way this year, which I'm I'm completely fine with because. It's a passing league, so let's get an extra DB out there on occasion. And if it's Bush along with screen, and you're going more of a dime, uh, that you know that, that's perfect for me because most teams are going three, four uh, wideout sets anyway. So let's match up better. You know, I don't, I do not want to see a linebacker trailing slot receivers across the middle. That's just not what their job is. You know, let that be a DB, and I think the Bears will be fine. I think it's going to take them again. Our offense will take a little while. The defense will take a little while, but I think. I think they're building up to where everything will be cohesive at some point. And then we, you know, we just hope it's going to be sooner rather than later. Well, and aside from that, you mentioned the the secondary Uh, Jalen Johnson is playing like a five-year vet. I mean, the the guy, the guy just completely looks like a veteran out there. He's not, the moment is not too big for him. He's doing everything you want him to do. He's coming up to the line and run support. He's covering guys. He's breaking up passes. You know, he he was part of the, the tip ball that led to the interception in the Detroit game. I mean, you know, he looks great. Uh, everybody in the secondary is playing well. You know, it'd be nice if Fuller hadn't given up that catch to C.J. Board, whoever the hell that is, at the end of the game. Um, you know, I, I still think and Fuller's playing great, but he still has a tendency to give up the big first down on, you know, and Golden Tate continues to be a thorn in our side. Um, but let's not act like Daniel Jones is trash. Like, everybody's, you know, just sort of acting like, oh, Daniel Jones, he sucks. He doesn't suck. Like he does some things on third downs 
that are pretty, pretty damn good. You know, he, he, you know, uh, looks like he's sacked and then runs for 20 yards or, you know, uh, throws for a 15 yard first down and, you know, different things like that. So he's not, you know, it's not like they were just this talentless, listless team, you know, and according to the announcers, Joe judge is the second coming of, uh, of Belichick. So, um, you know, what an honor it was to watch him coach, right? <laughs> now, getting back to the to, to the uh, defense, uh, Khalil Mack led the team on Sunday with seven QB pressures. Uh, Akeem Hicks had five. Robert Quinn had four. And let's talk a little bit more about Jalen Johnson. This kid is absolutely playing lights out. He is second in the league in pass breakups only behind the guy that stole the ball from, from Allen Robinson, that Bradbury kid in, on New York, who's got seven. Jalen Johnson has got six breakups, and that, the one he, where he punched the ball away from, from the Giants receiver on that third down deep in Bears territory that made them settle for a field goal attempt, that was a pretty damn good play, you know, and he, and he didn't interfere. He, he had, he's, his, his presence on the field has been amazing. Uh, I can't remember what the odds are, but for him to be the rookie defensive player of the year, uh, you know, you had some pretty good odds. And right now, he's got to be one of the leading candidates for defensive rookie of the year. Yeah, the odds were pretty high on him to to be like with you know at the, at the preseason, you know. But I know the odds have really changed in the, in the last two weeks. And you know, he, he like you said, he's playing like a veteran. You know, he he the, you know the moment is not too big for him. A lot of times with with uh, with corners, you know, they did they, they they struggle real early. And, and with with Johnson, you know, he he's he's playing press man. You know, he's he's physical. You know, he 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 looks the part. You know, he has good ball skills and, and I think it's, you know, I mean, it's, it's two weeks and it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, you, you don't want to get too excited, but man, you know, he looks like he's going to be a, a keeper in, at that corner spot. Well, and the other thing too, is that you look around the league and the, the first round corners are all struggling, you know, Akuda struggling, didn't play in the first game, struggled in his second game, uh, Damon Arnett. Um, you know, got benched for a series in Oakland and, you know, has looked just okay. Um, you know, so, I mean, this looks like a steal right now in terms of a draft pick for pace, you know, again, I mean, I don't know how much people put into um, PFF, but people pay attention to it. And he's, he's the fifth highest graded cornerback in the league right now through two weeks. You know, that's not just rookies. Like he's, he's getting it done. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's exciting. You know what I mean? Like, and every time he does something, I want to tweet at Matt Forte for, uh, you know, to remind him because he, he decided he needed to, you know, say that he shouldn't have peanuts number after he got, you know, uh, trucked by Marvin Jones in the first game. But, you know, I, I, uh, I, def- I, I, uh, defer from doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jay, get this, uh, Jalen Johnson, um, on Bovada.com, I put down, it, it ended up being $41 and 66 cents to be for Jalen Johnson to be the NFL defensive rookie of the year. If that bet comes through, I would win. Uh, where the hell is it? $2,500. Hello. Nice. <laughs> Drinks on you. Yes. yes. I don't We're know. Going. I don't all know. Right. Who, who else is, I, I mean, who else is like even in line for it besides, uh, I mean, you, you got to look at uh, Washington, um, Chase Young, that, you know, I don't know what he did in the second game, but that would probably be the favorite, mm-hmm. right? for that award he, he would probably be the odds on favorite a- absolutely right um if uh and if the, if i, I put a hundred dollars i do this every year i put a hundred dollars on the bears to win the super bowl on bovada uh if that comes through i win thirty five hundred dollars nice so i'll take it oh, why not <laughs> why not you know i'll t- i'll take it so uh, let's just hope that uh 
that uh, Khalil Mack gets healthy. That's the, my biggest concern. And uh, I think it was Olin Krutz talked about this on Twitter, where in studying the tape, you, he could see that, you know, he doesn't have that explosiveness uh, out of his, his right leg as he's trying to get through defenders. Uh, there's, he's just missing some of that explosiveness that we saw in 2018 where he was bowling down and bowling over uh, the uh, you know defensive uh, defensive or offensive tackles to get to the quarterback, and we're not seeing that. But yet he's still like I had just said earlier, he's still leading the team. He led the team in pressures. So you know the the defense is doing its part. You know it, it's it's so weird because you know we we want to see an improved running game. We're seeing that. We want to see a more confident. Mitch Trubisky, we're seeing that. We want to see a more balanced attack. They had 32 runs, 28 passes. So we're, we're seeing that. It just hasn't translated to points on the board. But to, you know, to Aaron's point, you, you take, you know, you know, Anthony Miller had zero catches last week after being basically the hero of week one in, in Detroit with that great catch on that dime that, that Trubisky threw at the end of the game. And he had, he did nothing. He had two drops, one for a touch, one would have been a first down, the other one would have been an easy touchdown. And he just flat out dropped both balls. Uh, he, and he didn't have as many snaps as Mooney did on offense. In fact, there's only, not counting the the offensive line and Trubisky. There were only two players on the Bears' offensive roster that had more steps, more snaps than Darnell Mooney. Can you name them? A Rob and Mitch. Uh, Mitch doesn't count. No, A Rob and I don't know. I don't know. Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. Oh. A Rob and Jimmy Graham are the only two position players that had more snaps than Mooney. Of course, you know Trubisky and the five linemen played a hundred percent. And there, there weren't that many snaps. There were only 65 offensive snaps, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like if, if we really want them to be running the ball this much, it's like people need to understand that there are not – and, I and you know, and I think, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, what the heck. They, they signed Tariq Cohen to an extension, and then, you know, he, he barely is on the field. But, I, you know, there's only a certain amount of snaps. Um, I mean, they the, – they improved massively on third down. Uh, you know, I thought Mitch was 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 looking really good on third down, especially in that first drive. Um, you know, and then he had the nice, uh, you know, sort of improvised uh, play to Mooney where he hit him in the end zone. Um, you know, and then you know, and then we got we got lucky. We got lucky with the with the. Uh, the Massey fourth down gift. I mean, you know, we. Uh, hey, you know, he great. He ran a great luck. route on that play, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah, he was. He was on the ground. He, he yeah, was, was on, on the ground. Yeah. He got up just as he got up and turned to face what was going on. The ball bounced right to him. He grabbed it. And he fell forward for a, what was it? I think it ended up being a four-yard gain and a first down, which was really important back then but getting back to to our point about what i was talking about with uh, with miller miller only had 26 snaps in the game javon wims had more snaps on offense than miller did 29 29 snaps to to uh to uh, 26 for miller javon wims and mooney are are blocking like crazy that's part of the reason that they're staying on the field you know You know, Wims, there was a play that somebody put out on, on Twitter where where Wims is blocking the defensive back, and he's 10 yards down the field, still yeah. engaged with the guy. And you've got, you've got Mooney, you know, coming up through the hole to, to, to take on a defensive back and doing a good job with it. So very impressive start by our, our, our two rookies, uh, you know, Darnell Mooney and, uh, and Jalen Johnson so far. Lester, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, the whole rookie class is, is, is so far looks pretty solid. You know, uh, 
Uh, Cole Komet, you know, he's, he's, he, he only had the one catch, but you know, his, his blocking has kind of been there a little bit. I mean, he, he's a, he's a reason why they're able to run the, the, the two tight end sets that they want to do. And, you know, I mean, being able to have a successful two tight end set, it really helps that outside zone run be successful because, you know, there's a lot of stuff you can do with as far as the, the, the balance of the offense. You can bring a guy in motion. You can, you can you know, uh, have an overload on one side with, 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 the, with the, the, the second tight end coming across. So, you know, I mean, it gives them options. And, and I think with, with Cole Kmet, we're going to see him, you know, his the best of him obviously is going to come later in the year. You know, but I think he, you know, he, he, again, he looks the part. He, he belongs. I mean, he's out there with the starters. He's getting plenty of reps. You know, he, he, he's on special teams as well. So, you know, he's a guy that's, again, a big part of this class. Yeah. Jimmy Graham had 40 snaps on offense. Uh, Demetrius Harris had 36. Colt Komet had uh, 22 snaps on offense. But uh, I was, I was surprised when I was going through this snap count on pro football ref, we got to give them a plug because they do such a great job uh, going through the snap counts on offense. And uh, I was, I was surprised to see Demetrius Harris with as many snaps as he had. Uh, and just about everybody from real you know, Ryan Nall uh, even got in the game for, for three snaps. JP Holtz uh, lined up as a fullback a few times. He had seven snaps. I was surprised that that Cordero Patterson only had 14 and Tariq only had 21. That was uh, a little bit surprising to me. But to Aaron's point, they you know they only ran you know it didn't it wasn't like they were on the field for 80 snaps that some offenses have. They controlled the clock. They ran the ball 32 times. They chewed time off the clock, and that's a very successful combination in the NFL. Absolutely. I wish that, you know, I, I wish speaking of the tight ends, I wish that Mitch had hit Harris on that seam. I still think that deep seam route is, is not something that Mitch seems to be able to consistently hit. Um, he just, he, he's been doing, he's improved a lot in his outside the numbers throws. Uh, but this year, if you look at his, you know, his distribution chart of his passes, he's, his deep seam stuff has been problematic. He he can't his over the middle deep stuff has always been a problem and it's still a problem. And and what's weird is his ball his ball to the flat has been um not so great. But outside the numbers, he's been doing really well. And you know, and that's what kills you when you see Anthony Miller drop a ball like he dropped, but um you know, and and there was still some stuff. I mean, there's still you know footwork issues, and he got lucky. Uh, you know, there was a that ball that was batted down. Um, you know, was headed right for Kyler Fackrell. So, uh, you know, it's still some some issues. But overall, I mean, I think the offense in general just looks a lot more uh, functional, and and um, you know, they just need to they just need to get it in in the end zone. That's all. Yeah. So, you know, we, we, of course, have to talk about Mitch's QB rating. Uh, Mark Potash put out a, uh, a tweet uh, earlier today that actually goes through Mitch's passer ratings by quarter this season. And, of course, he had the real slow start in Detroit with a quarterback rating of 57.9 and 58.8 in the first half of the Detroit game. And then he got a little, he got hot in the third quarter. He was 87.5. It was 143.3 in the fourth quarter when he really caught fire and, and they had their three touchdowns. 135.9 in the first quarter, 136.1 in the second quarter. And then the passing game literally fell off the charts with a 27 and a half and an 8.3. But here's an, an interesting statistic, okay? The one, that one ball that, that is a Bradbury stole away from, from Allen Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it was a good throw. It was a back shoulder throw. Allen Robinson timed his leap perfectly, had the ball in his hands, and it just so happened that, that this kid stole the ball away from Allen Robinson. So, you know, uh, Mitch Trubisky ended up with a QB rating of, uh, what was it, like 77 or 73 for the game? 
Does that sound about right, Lester? Uh, he was 18 of 28 for 190 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. With a pass, with a yeah, QB rating of 78. If you take those two picks, that, killed them. That's what well, it yeah, but just take this one, that one pick away, okay? That one pick away, that was a that would have been a 22 yard gain. He would have been 19 for 28 for 212, two touchdowns, only one interception, and his quarterback rating would have gone from 78.0 to 99.1. Just on that one pass alone. Yes, it's a game of inches. It's a game where you know this just you know the game can turn on on just one play, and I mean that that was a real big play by the by 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 Bradbury. So, you know, I mean, the, I think overall with Trubisky, I think he's been you know obviously the, the uh, big roller coaster with his pass rating numbers, but but I think the thing I've seen out of him this year, I, I think I think he's making a little better decisions. Um, he's kind of he's kind of trusting what's happening in front of him a little bit. Um, he, he's not. You know, like, like last year, there were moments where he was just frozen, you know, where, where the play in front of him and he would just freeze and he, he would not make a decision and he would just kind of sit there and he would get sacked. And I think this year, you know, he, he's trusting his progressions a little better. And I think if he can keep building on this and find some consistency, I think he, you know, he, I, I mean, again, it's really, really early. I mean, the, the, the question marks are still there. I know a lot of people are ready to say, you know what, they've seen enough. You know, the, 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 the pro Mitch guys are saying, you know, he, he's proving it. No, he's not proving it yet. He, he's 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 better, but but he still needs to to do some work. And 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 he he's putting work in. I mean, he's he's definitely doing doing what he has to do to 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 keep this job and and to you know to to get this team some wins. Absolutely. One thing that um, I, I wanted to touch on that maybe you know something about Lester. Uh, I was sitting in my my Halitech Hall man cave that you guys have all seen uh, watching the game on direct TV, but I had the sound muted and I'm listening to Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer on, uh, on Sirius XM in, in down here. And after that interception, Mark Rohde came on the sideline reporter and said that Alan Robinson was really hot. He was irate on the sidelines and Allen Robinson is usually not that demonstrative on the sidelines or even during the game. Do you have any idea what he was so upset about? Because I don't. Was it after the, the interception, a second yeah, pick? Yeah, this this one. Yeah, that the one that that, that Bradbury stole from him. You know, I mean, uh, just based on what what I saw. I mean, when I saw the play happen, and then I saw the replay. You know, I thought there might have been an instance where Robinson was was when he was out of bounds, he was touching the ball, which would case would make the ball dead. I mean, maybe he wanted a, a, a challenge flag to be thrown or something like that. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Yeah, well, you can't challenge a turnover though. But oh, true, true, yeah, yeah. But, you know, you, you know, but you know, he had. Bradbury had full possession of the ball, even though Allen Robinson, before Allen Robinson stepped out of bounds. That's the way. That's the way I saw the uh, I saw the play. So I I don't know what he was upset about, and I didn't hear any reporters. I haven't heard Allen Robinson talk to anybody uh, about that particular play and why he was so irate. But uh, that Maybe gets he was us just to, pissed off because it was a turnover. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think it, it he, I think, as simple as that. You know? Yeah, I think he was pissed one because he got stripped. Two, because you know the defender was really into him physically without turning his head, which could could be borderline pass interference. I mean, it's hard on those underthrows, you know. Um, but I, the guy, he never turned his head. And, you know, he's basically got his arm inside his jersey, um, you know, uh, getting getting the ball. It was bang-bang play. I'm not saying it was P.I., but I think he was upset. And then, honestly, he's been upset since then because there's been a ton of Bears fans on Twitter that have been, you know, uh, going after him and saying that his effort wasn't good. And, you know, and, you know, there's, there's a few Bears fans that have an ax to grind against him for whatever reason. And they've been, you know, harping on his blocking. And, you know, unfortunately right now, Alan Robinson's got like a little Kevin Durant in him because he can't stay off Twitter, um, you know. And so he's, you know, you could see him liking certain tweets and, you know, and he got into it with a couple people who were, you know, calling him out for his supposed lack of effort. And, you know, and, and I mean, I might think as much as he... <clears throat> 
wants to try to act like this contract thing is not a distraction. I, I think it is a distraction. Now, I don't think he had an effort problem on Sunday. I don't, you know, this guy has saved more of Mitch Trubisky's bacon um, than, than anybody. And he's our best offensive player, and he has been for two seasons, you know, plus. Um, but, you know, I do think that there's a little bit of frustration that's coming out, and you can see it when he's off the field. And so it's it's hard to imagine that a little bit doesn't come onto the field when the guy has nine targets and he only has three catches, you know. Um uh, everybody has a bad game, you know, nine times out of 10, I think he's going to come down with that ball. The other one, you know, was it the best ball placement? Could he maybe have broken up the interception? Maybe. I mean, that was just a whatever. That's a mixed, mixed bag. But there are people that were straight up blaming A-Rob for both interceptions and he's paying attention to that crap uh, for whatever yeah. reason he's, he's locked in and he's, I think he's in a weird headspace right now. The uh, the first interception, you know, it was just a good play by the defender getting in his get a getting a hand in there and, and deflecting the ball. It right. went up in the air and, and another defender went ahead and made the pick. It was a good play, you know. And you know, on the second one, you know, you might have a a, a case, Aaron, about the DPI on the play. But bottom line is the ball was in his hands and he, he should have come down with it. It's uh, I hate to say it, but it happens. Yeah. And, and you're right. Probably 99 times out of a hundred, he's going to come down with that ball. But this was the one time in a hundred and he, he did have for his standards. He had a pretty poor showing on Sunday and in the, the whole in the, receiving court did. Well, you're, you're yeah. Well, <laughs> Other than blocking. Look, well, hold on. We'll, we'll get, we'll get to the rest of those guys yeah. in just a minute. But uh, you know, and you, when you go to the first quarter of the, the Detroit game, he, he dropped a pass. Uh, was it, it was a, would have been a tough catch, but he got two hands on it. It went through his hands. It almost got intercepted. And then there was a ball. I think he he was complaining he got he got interfered with on the play, uh, and that's where uh, Trubisky lofted the ball downfield, and you know he gave a half-hearted effort on the ball, and the ball ended up five yards overthrown. But it was he didn't run the pattern out. He stopped on the play. So you between between what he, what we saw in the first quarter, and what we saw from from his output this last game, like well, he said, nine targets, only three catches. One, he literally let defenders steal the ball out of his out of his hands for an interception. You know, there's I, I I'm not I don't do I don't go after players on Twitter. I just don't do it. But I'm not. Nobody should. Nobody, but but yeah, and any anybody with a anybody with a Twitter account, you right. know, we all know what you know, Bears Twitter is terrible. You know, everybody thinks they they can do a better job than than Pace. Everybody thinks they can do a better job than Nagy. You know, Nagy had a you know any any offensive coordinator with a game plan always always in the course of a game has two or three plays he wishes he could take back, and Nate Nagy was no different this week. There was a couple of plays he, I'm sure he wishes he had back. But overall, his his offensive game plan has been a good one. He, he's getting the ball out of, of uh, Trubisky's hands quickly, uh, and even in the times where, where Trubisky has had to bide some time in the pocket, the, the the touchdown pass to Darnell Mooney was a thing of beauty. You know, he 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 took time in the pocket. He readjusted. He re, he looked over the field. He went to his second or third read. He saw that the defender we had his back turned to the ball, and he he threw it up and let Darnell Mooney make a play. And Mooney made a great play that ended up being a touchdown. So Trubisky's doing a lot of good things back there, but it's only been two games. And like we talked about, 
this is basically the second preseason game. So now we're going to talk about Atlanta. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, Tick Splits. And when we come back, we're going to talk exactly that about the Atlanta Falcons game. I just heard my favorite band is in town. I'd love to get good seats, but everywhere I've looked, the ticket sites have crazy service fees. Haven't you heard of Tick Splits? Who? Tick Splits. They don't gouge you with crazy fees. The price they advertise is the price you pay, plus a small delivery fee. Never pay service fees again. Go to TIXBLITZ.com today. TickSplits.com. Guaranteed seats, low prices. That's TickSplits.com. Every ticket, every venue, everywhere. TickSplits.com. Make sure to use promo code TAILGATE, T-A-I-L-G-A-T-E. Save 5% on your order. Uh, Speaking of Atlanta Falcons, the the Atlanta Falcons are going to start allowing fans into their games. That was just announced today. I forgot there was another team that also announced that they were going to start letting fans in. Still no word on Chicago, but, of course, the mayor in Chicago will let unmasked protesters line the street shoulder to shoulder, thousand strong, but we can't get 10,000 people socially distanced in Soldier Field wearing masks to watch a game. Tell me about that one. But anyway, uh, Atlanta is our next opponent, and Aaron kind of led this off early, uh, earlier on in the show. They're, they have given up 38 and 40 points in their first two games. Offensively, though, they're going to be a, a little bit of a challenge uh, Lester, Atlanta. Tell us about Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, they, they have a really good offense. Obviously, it's still the Matt Ryan show. You know, they have the the the, the good Ridley brother over there too. So, I mean, that, that's uh, you know that that's a really talented offense. Uh, uh, Julio Jones as well. So, I mean, they're going to put up points. Um, the Bears they need to bring the defense. I mean, if they if they get after the quarterback, I mean, the the Bears have the defense that could negate some of what they want to do. You know, but again, like most games this year, you know, we got to see how the offense is up for Chicago. I mean, the Atlanta defense is horrendous right now. I mean, they're playing really bad. I mean, I think they're, they're giving up the, the, the most yards through the air. Um, uh, they're giving up the, the, the highest completion percentage of, of, of the whole NFL right now. They're, they're DVOA. I think they're, they're bottom five in, in, in that category as well. So, you know, you're going to be able to move the ball against the Falcons. So, you know, we, we may see Nagy, you know, he may not stick to the run as much. Because they're so porous against the pass, and and I would like to see it. I'd like. I think this is the game to kind of open things up a little bit. You know, let Mitch go downfield a little more. You know, the 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 pass pro has been pretty good for him. I think he's. I think Trubisky is is top five as far as you know uh, uh, time to throw the ball. I mean, he's he's really you know he's getting the the time back there to to go through his progressions, and he's like like we talked about earlier, he's doing it a little better this year. So let him get downfield. You know, let see if some of those deep shots can hit. And uh, this should be another Bears win. I mean, the Bears on paper are a better team. We'll see what happens on Sunday. Atlanta is 0-2 after uh, after their loss to Dallas that they literally gave the ball away. Uh, most bizarre onside kick I've ever seen in my life. I guess it's called the watermelon. Uh, and, and there's four Atlanta Falcons surrounding the ball, watching it spin as it gets closer and closer and closer to the 45-yard line. And then a, a, a guy from the, the kickoff team for Dallas, it touches the 45-yard line. He pounces on the ball. They get the ball, and they end up scoring the, the, game, the game-winning field goal. But, you know, when we, we talk about Atlanta's offense and how prolific they are, Matt Ryan has thrown for six touchdowns and one interception. Matt, Mitch Trubisky has thrown five touchdowns with two interceptions. So not much difference. And, of course, you take that one, you know, we keep on talking about that, the one uh, that, that Robinson gave up. Um, they're, they're almost dead even in terms of, of touchdowns versus interceptions. Obviously, it's the yardage that that's uh, – a problem there's that you know is tilted heavily towards Atlanta's favor, but uh, you know they they forced the ball downfield where the Bears haven't yet. I'd love to see the Bears actually take the ball and and push it downfield to Mooney and let him on a goal pad and and just throw the ball, Mitch. 
and let it open up the the offense even more for that for the running game and for those seam routes by the tight ends in the middle of the field. Defensively, they're allowing they being the uh, Atlanta Falcons, they're they're allowing 400 yards and four passing, they're 300 yards passing, 100 yards rushing, and on average, they've given up eight touchdown passes so far against Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott. So, you know, if if the Bears offensively are going to eat, this has got to be the game where where they need to to uh, satiate their appetite, don't you think? Yeah, I hope so. Um, you know, I I personally think that our defense is going to have uh, is going to get to Matt Ryan. Uh, you know, I think you you've gone you've gone up against two quarterbacks that can definitely move. Uh, people don't really think of Stafford as being um, you know mobile, but he is, and he showed it uh, in the first game, and he escaped. And Daniel Jones is, you know, for being a big guy, uh, you know, a six foot five or whatever he is he's a tall quarterback he can move um and he he really did some things escaping from the pocket where you know uh the, the pressure got to him but he was just able to get out uh, matt ryan is not that matt ryan is is uh you know a statue um and you know i think that as long as uh, the cornerbacks and the, and the secondary can hold their coverage i think that the um i think mac and quinn i hope quinn is on more plays more than 25 snaps he should because uh, i don't think he got hurt any further um you know if if quinn is in there and mac is in there you know for 40 50 snaps i think them and hicks are going to have a big day and you know they can they can get to um Get to him, you know. And we don't. I don't want us to be in a shootout. That's not, you know, that's not going to work out well for us. The way this team is rolling right now. But <laughs> I will say that it sets up well because the Bears have now established themselves as a run-first team. They're running on first and second down more than anybody else in the league right now. And so, you know, if if the the Falcons are sitting here going, well, we've got to stop the run. There's going to be some opportunities, you know, and there's going to be some chances on some play action. So hopefully um, they can go, you know, uh, one of the things I was just looking up and, and uh, this is kind of a newer guy to bear Twitter That's pretty good. His name is um, Butkus stats, Butkus stats and analytics. And he said through two weeks, the bears and dolphins are the only two NFL teams to not have a 30 plus yard pass completion the bears longest completion is 28 yards and the longest deep throw completion is 27 yards trubisky has seven deep throw completions 15 plus air yards on the year so you know i think you do need to take some shots um but you know you don't want to be you don't want to be in a shootout with this team because they do have a lot of weapons lester yeah, I mean, if if you get to the quarterback, I mean, like 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 you guys say, you know, Matt Ryan has never been, you know, a, a great athlete back there. You know, he wants to sit in the pocket and he wants to, you know, do what he does. And then, you know, he he's 35 years old now, so if, if he if he did have some speed at some point in his career, it's 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 kind of fleeting right now. So, you know, if if you get after the quarterback, if Mack and Quinn can eat, if Hicks can eat, you know, the Bears, like, like I said, the Bears on paper, they're a better team. You know, if this defense gets after it and, and they're really pressuring them and and the the the, the DBs are playing tight because, you know, that's what kind of kind of what we saw the, the, the first two weeks. You know, the, the pass rush, they're not getting as home as much as we all want them to, but they're getting some pressure in there. They're making those quarterbacks uncomfortable. And if you make Matt Ryan uncomfortable, you know, a, a turnover is going to happen and, and those DBs are playing tighter. You know, we'll start seeing some of those picks. We'll start seeing some of those forced fumbles. You know, it'll come in bunches when it comes. I mean, the 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 pick last week should have happened. So I mean, it, it's coming. You know, this 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 Bears defense is like, you know, it's, it's it's a volcano ready to explode. I mean, it's it's going to come at some point, and and this would be a perfect week for it. I mean, it's on the road. It's 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 a it's it's a fast track in Atlanta. Um, you know, the defense is primed and ready to go. You know, the the team is relatively healthy. And then on offense, like you said, you know, they showed their running team, you know, but 
you know, they have the weapons to push the ball. So let's see it. I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not looking for a shootout either, but I think this is a, a good time to kind of open things up a little more. And then if that defense can get after it, you know, they can really put it on them. Well, I think the defense will be doing their job by holding the Falcons to 24 points. You know, I don't think this defense, they're not going to hold the Falcons to 13 points. I just don't see that happening, even if they play very well. So I think the Bears defense does need to score 27, 28 points in this game. And I think they should be able to. I don't see. I don't see why they wouldn't. Um, this is an interesting stat, though, from Pro Football Reference that the three lowest on-target percentage uh, attempts for quarterbacks this season are Haskins, Baker Mayfield, and our boy Mitch. So he has the most off-target passes from Pro Football Reference. What was there was a stat last week where. Um, and Lester, was it you that pointed it out that Mitch, um, you know, the, the Mitch supporters and, and the, the Mitch de- detractors were both right. Uh, there was a stat. No, that was, that was, uh, uh football point. reference. Yeah. Right. But that was your guy, uh, Grizzly, I think pointed that out. Lester. That was, that was pretty funny. That basically yeah. the first game, like completely validated everybody's opinion oh, yeah, yeah. about that Mitch. Was, uh, yeah uh, uh, at Graham Bourne on Twitter that's Jeff okay Burke. that was yeah that was Jeff Burke guys. Yeah, he uh yeah I mean like like you know like like we talked about earlier he was really up and down really inconsistent you know he had those flash plays you know he had he you know he, the, the big scrambles were there for him you know the the the, the, the real nice balls and to Miller there so the flashes were there you know but so were the misses so you know if, if you're a, a big pro Mitch guy or a big a big guy that's against him you know, you could point to all that stuff. I mean, me, I've always kind of been like, I, I kind of wait and see what happens each game. I mean, right. like, like I've always said, I, I, I want them to succeed. You know, I, I've seen some nice things so far this year. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I have seen some growth, you know, but, you know, he's got to be more consistent. So the Atlanta Falcons are 0-2. The Bears are 2-0. and um, You know, Lester, you're already on record as saying you think that, that, the, that the Bears should go down there. And and win this game. Do you got a score for us? Uh, I'm not sure about a score, but I mean, if if if, if you if you think Atlanta's offense is going to be enough to get 24 or 25 points on you, you know, then you're going to have to see you know three four touchdowns out of the offense. I mean, like I said, this has to be a time where they have to try and do something a little different. You know, if 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 you can't keep Atlanta completely in check. You got to score some points, and and you know the, the Bears got I think uh, twenty seven against the Lions, and then last week only only seventeen, so you know they got to put more points up than they have. Aaron, well, one thing I will say is that the good part about Atlanta is there's a lot of tape on them, you know, um, so I think that's going to help us, uh, you know, and I've I've heard a lot of people that are very down on Pagano right now. Um, I think I think that this is a week where, you know, they're going to be able to see some things on tape and, you know, maybe jump some routes. You know, I, I think I think Eddie Jackson's starting to get his timing down and he's starting to figure out that he can trust Jalen to hold his end of the bargain. He knows he can trust screen. And I think he's figuring out what Tayshawn Gibson is doing and how he likes to play. So so I, I look for that. Um, I like I said, I don't think the Falcons are gonna, you know, be held down below 24 points. So I would look maybe 28, 24 Bears, um, you know. But I, and I just think uh, I think that Mac and Quinn and Hicks are gonna get to to Matt Ryan enough um, to get things, you know, going the right way. I think the Bears need six sacks and two turnovers in order to win this game and. Uh, I would obviously love to see a defensive score. And, uh, you know, we haven't seen much from the special teams yet either. You know, so, you know, as, as you had pointed out, if you take the seven points that uh, came off the board when Eddie Jackson's pick six was disallowed, and I have to, you know, I have to agree with Tom Thayer. When you first saw it at the beginning, you're thinking there's no way that's a penalty, but, when you looked at the replay, he went through the receiver to to get the ball, and that's not 
that's not allowed. So in, in my mind, it, it ended up being a good call. So, But you've got those seven points. You've got the four points you take off the board because Allen Robinson flat, or I'm sorry, um, uh, Anthony Miller flat dropped a touchdown. And the three points that you, you missed at the end of the game uh, when Santos missed that 50-yard field goal, that's, you know, it, it now it's 31 to 13 instead of 17 to 13. And it's a huge, you know, it's a blowout. So that's how, though, that's how, well, yeah, it, it is. But, you know, <laughs> you know, every, well, we, we always talk about this, Lester. Every year, every game, it comes down to two or three plays, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and you take, you know, you take those, just those three plays, the missed field goal, the, the, the pick six, the dropped, the dropped touchdown pass, and the interception that shouldn't have been an interception when, when Robinson had the ball firmly in his grasp and the guy was able to strip it. Those are four plays right there that all went against the Bears. And, you know, we're, we're lucky that it came down to the last play of the game again and the ball fell incomplete. It got batted. Was it was it Johnson that batted that ball away again, just like he did in game one? I can't remember. But still, that's the point. We had all four of those plays go against the Bears, but yet they still came out victorious. Yes, but we also got extremely lucky in a fourth down bottom. I mean, you can you can do that all day. Like you you can go the other way and say that with the other team. Like it's just it's just part of the game. It I mean, is. Like I just you know, and so it's like I, I we can't keep counting the the okay. plays that. Okay, you know, like, so New like, York Giants saying. four. They 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 won the 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 plays of the game four to one. <laughs> Yeah, no, there was there was a ball that was batted down that was headed right for you know for a defender. I mean, they lost their best player on offense. I mean, you know, it's just lots of things. Like we can't sit here and like I don't know why the hell Nick kicked that field goal. I, I thought that was stupid. That personally, like I was one. I didn't question anything really. Nagy did maybe throwing it on third and one and and throwing it on fourth. You know, not the greatest idea, but whatever. Kicking it then made no sense to me. Like I don't know why you don't pin them deep uh, and make them score so a touchdown to tie it. The ball was on the 32-yard line, and it was fourth and one or fourth and two, right? Mm. So even if you punt it, you you have a chance of only netting 12 yards, right? So you you but you give the ball eight yards back because of the missed field goal, and now they're starting at the 40. So if why not just the running game worked the entire fourth quarter? Why not just run Montgomery uh, on in that situation? I just didn't like kicking. I mean, you're right. Punting it would have been difficult there, I suppose. But I just don't like going for the like. I just feel like Nagy is so manic when it comes to. It's like he's just flipping a coin of whether or not to trust his kicker. Um, you know, and it's like you don't trust him in Detroit inside, and then you trust him at Soldier Field. I'm sure the conditions were perfect, but uh, yeah, it's like you're right. You know, the, the you got the run game going. You're you're supposedly this run, um, you know, you're just running team now. I just felt it felt weird to go from four to seven. Was just like okay, that really didn't get us a lot. You know what I mean? They still would have, you know, they, they maybe now they now they need a touchdown to tie, but they could have, you know, maybe get a touchdown two point conversion on the road. I don't know. That was just kind of like it just seemed odd. We've been chatting with Lester Wilfong from Windy City Gridiron, our our favorite guest on the show. Lester, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, I hope you're right that we're going to be celebrating another Bears victory come about uh, 3.30 Sunday afternoon. Sounds good. 3-0 Bears, and then uh, that'll be the, their their uh, their lone three wins of the year, according to the what is it, uh, USA Today had them at 3-13. Yeah, I, I got I got two words for USA Today, and they're not let's dance. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Aaron, any any last words for us, my friend? 
No, I mean, like I said, I think things are trending in the right direction. I think everybody needs to just be patient a little bit. I mean, you know, I, like I said, I don't like to make excuses about plays going this way or that way, but I think you see a lot of teams that are sort of finding their way, you know, and I mean, you know, we're staying healthy and we're going in the right direction. I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be 3-0 and uh, after this week. And then you know, we go from there. Um, So, you know, I I think it's going to be, I I just want, you know, uh, a consistent game. (laughs) That's all. That that would be my biggest goal is let's be consistent, you know, and I don't care if we get five field goals, but it's like, let's just be consistent and not this roller coaster business. That's what's been so, I think the hardest part about the bear season so far is it's just, it's just been gut wrenching sometimes. But I'd I'd rather I'd rather have a, a, a wretched gut being two and zero than than having yeah. a wretched gut being zero and two. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> last last thought of the of the night, and we touched base on this a little bit um, earlier in the show. You know, ACLs were were popping more than Orville Redenbacher's were in the in the microwave on Sunday, <laughs> and. You know, but they and they were all on natural grass. Yeah. Okay. So interesting that, you know, I I am a staunch advocate with the speed that the Bears have, both offensively and defensively. Uh, I I want a new stadium in Chicago, and I I want an artificial turf stadium, unless you have something like. Did you guys see the 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 new stadium in in Las Vegas Monday night? So nice. Yeah, oh my god. Nice. Okay, and that stadium just like the stadium in Phoenix, the field is on tracks and it literally exits out one of the end zones about 900 feet so that the grass gets natural sunlight. And grows, and then they slide it back into the stadium for game day. Just an incredible, you know, you know how heavy that's got to be, just with the 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 dirt and the grass alone on that size of a of a of a plot of land. Yeah, it's crazy. It's <laughs> you know? crazy. That, yeah, I wish we could get. I mean, you know, I I just I don't I, I don't even say what we're talking about, but I wish we could get a get a stadium something like that, but it's never gonna happen. The, uh, <laughs> it's, just, it's never gonna happen. Well, there's there's still there's the 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 talk came out about two months ago. It was a former uh, uh, WSCR uh, the score a former uh, Hanley. It was talking about it because of Arlington Park situation and the park pretty much thoroughbred racing disappearing from Arlington Park here in the next year or so. And that's the perfect spot to put a stadium. Uh, They talked about putting a stadium in in Arlington Park in the infield of the race course back in the 70s when, you know, either one of you were around. But, um, you know, it's interesting that all of a sudden that, that talk kind of crept back into the Chicago sports landscape a couple of months ago. So it will be interesting to see what comes of that situation here as the, the weeks and months go by and we get closer and closer to something that some type of a decision being made for Arlington park. Spoiler with, alert, nothing will happen with the Bears <laughs> and that plot of land. I agree. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally nothing. Well, that is like a an absolute well, ploy by those real estate lawyers to raise the price of their land. The, but I will I will I will give you this. Spoiler alert, nothing <laughs> nothing will happen in the city of Chicago because the politicians right. get in the way. Absolutely. So if if anything is going to be uh, happening in terms of a of a stadium, and I'm sorry, Chicago deserves a state-of-the-art stadium like you see. I'm even if it's the you know a Ford Field or or the the stadium up in Minnesota. You've got the brand new stadium in Atlanta. You've got Dallas. 
nobody needs a hundred thousand seat stadium. Uh, but this the new one in Los Angeles, the new one in Las Vegas. There is absolutely no reason the city of Chicago should not have a state-of-the-art stadium for the the best team in the NFL in terms of tenure and in terms of history and in terms of what a stadium like that could mean to Chicago for outside events, presidential conventions, final fours in, in the NCAA, a bowl game uh, in, in around New Year's Eve, and, of course, the ultimate Super Bowl uh, to come to Chicago. So we need it. We, we should have it. And hopefully one day we'll see something like that in the city of Chicago. With that, this is Michael Halitek. You're listening to Halitek Hall. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. Thanks, guys. It was fun.